Hi, everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where we are back from a brief but wonderful trip to Israel, a mazal tov to the Shepsons on Aryeh's Bar Mitzvah. And yes, someone was arrested as soon as we landed in JFK. I will tell you about that in the morning, in, in, a, in a moment. Good morning, folks. Thanks for listening. I am Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, and slightly uh, nasal general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. I apologize. Was, uh, was sick while I was in Israel. Was a little bit under the weather. <laughs> Uh, seem to have brought it back with me a little bit, but uh, hopefully by next week, I should be completely, completely clear. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nachum's live lunch. I am joined by Yoni Pollock behind the board. Good morning, Yoni. Morning. Yoni successfully subbed his first complete JM in the AM this week. No joke. No joke. You are uh, part of a very, very small but elite group of people. I hope you get that. <laughs> Yeah, you should appreciate that. I'm putting it out there because many people have offered in the past or have volunteered or have given me the, listen, if you need my help line. Um, But we are very particular as to be expected and as to be understood why um, we don't take just anybody to sub for Jam the AM. So people willingly volunteer to wake up at 4 a.m. Yes, because they understand that it's a big deal. You even saying that to me, you know, <laughs> makes my skin crawl. Uh, but yes, but it is a big deal. And um, reviews about you were very strong. Oh, great. Yeah, very proud of you. So thank you very much. You did a nice job. And um, yeah, there's uh, there's hope for you here. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. And thank everyone else for the uh, kind words. Yeah. You and uh, as a person who remembers subbing her first time on Jam and the AM, it is a scary, scary feeling. You're all of a sudden sitting there. You realize that, besides the fact that you are stepping into the shoes, the very large shoes, both literally and figuratively, of Nahum Siegel, who has been doing this for 35 years and who has created this relationship with his listenership where there is an expectation mm-hmm. of, uh, there's a very high expectation in terms of quality and perfection when it comes to a JM and the AM broadcast. And as a result, you're all of a sudden like, oh my God, now I have to do this. Yeah. And it's scary. It's scary. You're also here by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, it was definitely an experience. Right. And um, it's something that if the opportunity comes again, wouldn't hesitate to, you know. Good. Do it again. And, Good. Step uh, up. Step up. Yeah. No, I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. And I hope the listeners, while they didn't get to hear Nachum, I hope they uh, were okay with me. At least okay. No, I think that they 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 felt good, which which is which is nice. You know, it's very difficult to expand this small group of people. <laughs> very difficult. So the fact that we have that you know Nachum trusted you, which is a big deal to step into JM and the AM, and um and that you were able to you know hit you know hit at the plate you were able to connect with the ball so to speak that was um that's a big move so congratulations congratulations on that um and uh also march madness yoni a lot of bite size at the beginning was about this frustration with some calls i don't know you know i I can't pretend to know what's going on with march madness and but i didn't understand one thing besides the whole swallow your whistle ref thing which i'd never heard before in my life i didn't know if you were actually threatening somebody's life I, okay, I never heard that before in my life, which is fine, which okay, is yeah. fine. But you're allowed to have more than one bracket. <laughs> I don't understand that part. Like, aren't, I don't. I, I, um, isn't it like playing? Have, isn't right. it like playing two hands at a blackjack table? Right. I mean, it's, it's aren't it's you playing like, against yourself? No, because it's like buying multiple lottery tickets. Just ah, okay, okay. Upping so your that, chances of winning, and and I mean, considering the bracket pool I played with was like six thousand other people, like 
I probably pretty much had no chance anyway. Ah. Just adding another bracket, but so did you win anything? Is it over? No, it's not over. Oh, okay. See, April third, I think. See, this over. is what I know. Right. So it's not over. Are you still in it? I think so. Like if I go perfect the rest of the way, maybe. Okay. Are all of your? I'm asking the right questions. Are all of your brackets still in it? No. No. Villain. My one that I had Villanova winning is out. My one that had Duke winning is out. My one that has North Carolina, I still have a chance. But, okay, but so, so does fifteen percent of the world who so, will also pick them. Okay, so then out of the teams that are left, because I've heard of Villanova and I've heard of Duke and I've heard of North Carolina. Well, that's already a nice start. Exactly. Who's left? Uh, fifteen other teams. <laughs> I'm pretending that I care. Right. Fifteen other teams 15 are still in. So this teams. is the Sweet Sixteen. There you go. <laughs> Do you know what what the next round's called? After the Sweet Sixteen, Some, when they when they change it to eight, do you know what that's called? Have you ever heard the term? Something eight, right? Okay. No, you no. elite eight. No, I never. And heard. then the four. What's the last four? What are they called? Final four. Final four. Okay, right. right. Because only because you know, um, I only have brothers. Right. Right. But it's not baseball, also. So. That's it, and I don't really care about basketball. If if Shelby or Matthew are not playing, I really don't care about basketball. <laughs> that is unfortunately the bottom line. Uh, let's do the fortune cookie because then we're going to go to the national holidays, and also we have a very exciting guest here this morning, um, and uh, unusual to that's life. We're actually going to be playing more music than usual, but that's because. It is Sarah Dukes who joins us today on the program. So let's do... Oh, wow, that was a messy fortune cooking opening. Okay. Oh, Yoni! There are two fortunes in this fortune cookie. Uh, and they're attached. It's like, look, 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 look. It's like when you get they're a like cherry and, and you get two cherries at once. Or I was going to say a double yolk in the uh, when you open up an egg. This is crazy. <gasps> Yoni, this has never happened in that's life history. Oh, my word. Oh, are we going to put it on the wall? I don't know what we're going to do. First of all, we're going to have to play this. And second of all, I mean, which one counts? Um, which one counts? Oh, my God. I just saw pictures of this. Okay. So here's the first one. A clean conscience is a good pillow. Okay. And then is, this one is mean. A diet is a selection of food that makes someone rich. I don't even know what that means, but stop talking. Was that a fat joke? Confucius just made a fat <laughs> joke at me? Okay, fine. But let's go. So let, a clean conscience is a good pillow. I guess you can rest your head comfortably at night if you have nothing on your mind. I don't know. It's a little yeah, complicated. A I mean, we had two chances there. I know, and it's 0 for 2. It's almost like your brackets. Hey, okay. It's national, sorry. It's national <laughs> puppy day, um, which nobody should tell any Wallach child about if you do me a favor. It's national chia day. C-H-I-A. Which are those chia, chia seeds? Pet? Or chia seeds or chia, chia pets. pets. Yes, exactly. National Tamale Day. It's Near Miss Day. Well, I don't want to know what we're nearly missing. It's OK Day, which basically, you know. The Kashra symbol? <laughs> Meh. It's a mad day. And it's World Meteorolo- Meteorological Day, which could have been last Tuesday, the day that they predicted, um, you know, snowmageddon that, na- that naturally, what, of what course, never happened. Meteoro- Meteorological okay. Day. So it is meteorology, not like meteors. Not that, no. Um, By the way, we didn't participate in this, but yesterday was National Goof-Off Day. I know, that would have been nice. I know. That would have been nice. It was also, you should just know, yesterday was World Day for Water. And the reason I'm mentioning this is because there there are a number of articles on, on social media talking about how Israel and Israeli technology is bringing clean water to Africa. Um, and cool. it's phenomenal. It's absolutely phenomenal. Tens of thousands of people have clean drinking water in Africa specifically because of the, some of the innovations taking place in Israel. Um, so it's really quite impressive. And uh, I definitely posted some of those things for for uh, yesterday on my uh, Facebook page. I recommend that you check it out. And also, just as a side point, because a number of people asked me about this since, yes, of course, I tweeted about it. What had happened was when we landed in JFK Tuesday morning, um, I flew the Delta flight, and like I made it sound like I was the 
pilot just now. Anyway, I was on the Delta flight and we were told before landing that we were going to be asked to remain in our seats even after we arrived at the gate. Um, that for an extended period of time, the fasten seatbelt sign would be on. We were asked to stay put. So, of course, we get into the gate. The plane stops. The fasten seatbelt sign is on, and 10 people get up, of course. Um, so they are quickly ushered back to their seats, and the flight attendants, the Delta flight attendants, who were super professional, um, made it very clear that nobody was getting up. And we waited. It was a good 15, 20 minutes. And you could see that some people had enough of a view to see that there was something going on down a particular aisle. And then when we got the all clear, everybody stood up and somebody asked one of the flight attendants, you know, what had happened. And she said that there was a man who had, there was a passenger who had threatened the lives of two flight attendants while um, while we were in the air. It seems that his wife, who was super, super nine months pregnant, was on board with him, and she was obviously uncomfortable, was lying down at different points during the flight, probably in the bulkhead section, which is not okay. They asked her to move a couple of times, and the husband, getting irritated, threatened the lives of the two flight attendants. Now, what the flight attendant then expected, the one I was talking to then explained to me, is that a number of, that she's seen this before, that people come to the United States at the end of a pregnancy so that they can give birth and that their children oh, can, yeah, can become American citizens because they're born here. Now, this woman, I have had five, thank God, five successful pregnancies. I know what you look like at the when you are <laughs> full term. This woman was unbelievably full term. Um, and when we got off the plane, there were about, I don't know, eight agents who were watching us all get off the plane. And then this couple and their toddler were in a different section, they were basically cordoned off and were being observed by another six or seven agents who were basically watching them. She was on some kind of a stretcher and she was sobbing and the husband was standing there under armed protection with, with the toddler who was in a stroller. Now, um, you know, I, I had, I had commented to Nahum that this is what the refugee crisis looks like in 2017. You know, we have, everyone has stories about, or remember stories over the last hundred years of, People swimming in rowboats from Cuba, people doing this, people smuggling children out. You hear it now. It's happening. Yeah. It happens all over the place, and it, and it's tragic. And this is what this couple decided to do in order to make sure that their kid was born American. Now, somebody, when I posted that on Facebook, somebody asked me what the nationality was of the man who was arrested. And I'm proud to say I haven't a clue. And I'm proud to say that because it could be anybody. There are plenty of people who travel through Israel just because the flight originated in Tel Aviv does not mean that the nationality of that particular individual is set in stone or something that we can assume. But all I can tell you is that for me, it was a very strange moment to realize that happening right in front of me was just evidence of what's going on Mm -hmm. on a global in, in a global way. Anyway, that was my two cents about this whole thing. You've been listening to That's Live here at the Nachum Siegel Network. We're going to start today's um, interview with Sarah Dukes by actually introducing her with one of her own classical pieces. Um, Sarah, as many of you know, um, is a is a composer. She does unbelievable work. We're going to speak to her in a moment. But we're going to start with one of her pieces. And then with that, we're going to introduce her.
That was the title track off of the new Life Sometimes CD. That is track number six, and that is a Sarah Dukes composition. Sarah Dukes joins us here this morning. She started playing classical piano when she was about six years old. She was trained as classically trained, I should say, until she was 18. She is completely a self-taught composer. Composer. She focused on enhancing her skills while studying at New York's Yeshiva University. She worked with music composer and professor Christopher Buchenholz, um, and also she um, has been under the tutelage or has worked together with a, a big fan of JM and AM, Yaron Gershovsky, whose music our listeners are very familiar with. Sarah's latest uh, album, this new one called Life Sometimes, made it on the qualifier list for ZMR's Music Awards in the Best Piano Solo category. It is eligible for a nomination. I guess we'll find out now whether or not it made the nomination. And it was also um, part of the first round ballot for the 59th annual Grammy Awards. So good morning to you, Sarah Dukes. Good morning. Thank, thank you, you so for having me on the show. No, thank you for joining me. And actually, people don't appreciate just how hard it was to coordinate this interview. <laughs> so, so you are on a crazy travel schedule and, um, and performance schedule. Where, where have you been performing lately? Um, I think I'm more on a crazy mommy schedule, but um, I recently came back from Montana um, performing at a their first women's gala event, so that was very nice. Um, I'm going to be going soon to Cleveland, Ohio, um, and I think that should be it before Spira kicks in. Right. I guess Spira for you is probably sometime that you look forward to, ironically enough. This way you can uh, you can be in one place for a little bit amount of time. Oh, well, it's fun for me to travel. It's like a vacation for me. So, you're, so tell me about <laughs> balancing. Sure. I'm sure, but I'm, tell me about balancing for a second your 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 unbelievable career as as a composer and also the the mommy angle of it. I know that's something that I continuously struggle with, and other female professionals that I that join me on the air also have the same kind of balance issues. I mean, it, it's it's a struggle. Um, it is, and this is one of the reasons why I keep my music as a hobby as opposed to a career. Mm. Um, I think a career, you have a lot more responsibilities. You have deadlines. Um, you know, you have to. Other people are dependent on you. Um, and as a hobby, I can do it, um, you know, during my own time. I make my own deadlines. So that's a lot easier for me. Um, but with all the kids, it is, you know, the more kids I have, the more challenging it is to find time um, to work on my music. So a lot of times I just, you know, I have to make the time. Otherwise, it doesn't happen because there is never any time. Um, But what happens in most cases is I will get a sudden flash of inspiration and I will quickly go to the piano and record whatever comes out and then I'll have to leave for other responsibilities. Um, And that's challenging for me because it's a lot harder to get back into that initial inspiration to finish the song. so sometimes it can take me a long time. It must be it must be frustrating though sometimes knowing that you're so good at this, but yet you have made it a decision. I like the way you differentiate between hobby and career. Um, you know, to to keep this as a hobby until you have the 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 place in life to be able to focus on it. Excuse me, as a career that must be frustrating sometimes. Um, I've I've learned to accept it. Um, 
you know, I'll know when I'm going to the piano and I'll start, you know, playing around to compose. I know that my baby's right there and I'll mentally prepare myself that at any moment I will be taken away. Um, and that really helps, right. you know, if I prepare myself and say, okay, let me appreciate whatever I can do right now um, and get done whatever I can do. And then the rest I either have to do when they're sleeping um, which I guess happens in most cases. I, I only laugh because I know that I've been in the same situation, and I don't know if you saw that last week there was this clip on social media of this guy who was in the middle of an oh, uh, yes. of an interview with the BBC <laughs> and his kid on their on their you know movable mobile like playground thing you know scoots in the back door and you see his wife pull out the child and it's yeah. just it's just a classic parenting moment so I completely understand where you're coming from. I've listened to the new album uh, Life Sometimes a number of times it's really very enjoyable and and more than that I think that one of the words that um that was used to describe your music was was soothing and melodic which is certainly um a, a great way of of classifying it tell me what your inspiration was for this CD and how this album and how it it separates itself from other work um this album I would say is definitely more complex than my first album. Um, my first album are compositions I composed in throughout high school, and they are more simple and I would say even more pure. And this current album, Life Sometimes, are songs that were composed, I guess, you know, from high school and on, so that includes seminary and university and marriage and child raising. Um, so I've definitely had a lot more life experiences. I've been through more, and um, I think that that shows, you know, you're able to hear that throughout the music. Um, so that's, you know, that's how I would say it's, that's it, how this one's different. It's funny because the title Life Sometimes, to me, as a person with a, with a background in English, I almost wonder if there was supposed to be a comma, um, almost like a pause after the word life, like life sometimes. Um, you know, it's speaking to just how things evolve in life and, and the music, etc. you know, speaks to this kind of evolution of life and progression into, I don't want to say maturation, but just progression in life. And... Um, and I, I, so I wondered whether when you were titling the album, whether there was a question, because this is how my mind works, whether there was a question to add a comma in there so that actually the listener would look at it and say, maybe I take a pause here, that this is life sometimes, or that it's just life sometimes. Right. So that's actually a very good question. Um, I did think about putting a comma in there. Actually, I didn't. At first, the title initially came to me as life sometimes, and someone else, one of my friends, um, commented on it and said, you know, I think that it needs a comma there. And I thought about it for a while, and I purposely decided to leave it out. Um, and I think the, you know, when this title, when I was thinking about what to call this particular piece, and again, this is the title track of the whole CD, um, I was thinking that, you know, with life you have your ups and downs, and it's not just ups and downs, it's twists and turns in all different directions. Um, and, and really, we have to remember that every, every place where we are in life, like sometimes it just is, mm -hmm. and wherever we are, that, that's, that we're there for a godly purpose, and that's exactly where we're meant to be. And so this life sometimes is kind of, 
stresses that, you know, we're in, like mm. where we are in life right now, that this is life sometimes, and we ha- kind of have to go with the flow. I don't know if that makes any sense No, it makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> no, it makes perfect sense to me. And I like the fact that you qualified um, qualified where we are at different stages of life as being for a godly purpose. I think that that makes a tremendous amount of sense and also is something that we constantly have to remember, right? Like you're composing a piece of music and all of a sudden you have a kid screaming in the other room and it interrupts your flow and you have to get back to it. And and that can be frustrating. But this is where you are at that moment. And it is for a godly purpose. Raising children and having a family is a godly, is, is, is God's purpose. And it's, um, so to me, that is, that is very telling. Even when you're in, I'm not saying that that is a stressful situation, but even when a person is in a stressful situation, you are, it is something to remember that whatever situation you're in is for a purpose. Right. And it's a comforting feeling and yeah. a comforting thought. It certainly is a comforting thought. Um, we have a few minutes left. Tell me about being included on that first round for the ballot of the, for, the, for the Grammys this year. Uh, um, honestly, I was very, very surprised. Um, to hear the news that it was included. I was not going to submit um, my CD to the Grammys because I told myself, like, who am I kidding? It's the Grammys. Um, And then I stopped and remembered a quote from a friend, if you don't ask, the answers always no. And I figured if I don't even try, then that leaves absolutely no possibilities. If I try, then even if there's a 0.1% chance that it could work, I'm leaving it open for that. Um, it's like buying a lottery ticket. So I went ahead and I submitted it because why not? And um, so when I did get the email saying that it got on the ballots, I was extremely surprised. Um, and I was happy, you know, it taught me a lesson that I, I was happy that I put in the effort to do it, that, right. you know, anything can happen. And I, you know, didn't receive a nomination, but I'm just being on the ballots alone was is very... Um, I'm very honored, and um, it's a great feeling to show that, you know, we are limitless, and we can achieve things, we can do things, we just have to put in the effort and have faith that things can work out. And it's know? also and validating. Do. It's so validating to your work and to to, to your talent. Yes. <laughs> she says so humbly. She answers so humbly. Um, no, I, I mean, I, 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 we obviously listen to a tremendous amount of music here at the Nachum Siegel Network. But when your pieces come on, when either Nachum plays one of your pieces, or I, you know, it comes up on shuffle on my on my iTunes, it really there's a tremendous amount of soul in the work that you do. So I don't want you to think that it that it goes unnoticed because clearly, both by the Grammys and both by your listeners, it is it, I'm shining through. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and I'm sorry to cut this so short. Yoni's already giving me dirty looks that I have to wrap up my show, which is completely disappointing. But because we had just started with Life Sometimes, and we're actually going to be closing the show today with Rainbows and Crystals, which is track three off of the Life Sometimes CD, I want to be able to leave time for that. The CD is available everywhere that, that it's available on iTunes. If you want an actual the actual CD, you can buy it on Amazon, I'm sure. Yes, Amazon's my website, sarahdukesmusic.com. I also have um, sheet music available on my website. Um, That's available for download? Um, Yes. Fantastic. Fantastic. Sarah Dukes, everybody. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me. Continued Hatzlacha and all your good work. And um, and we look forward to the next album. Not to pressure Mm -hmm. you. We look forward to to the next album. 
Thank you. Thanks so much. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. Um, so much going on today. The live lunch will start in just a few moments. I'm sure Nachum will torture me about something starting at about 11 o'clock this morning. And um, continued programming the rest of the afternoon. Tomorrow morning, JM and AM. Nachum will be here in studio conducting JM and the AM. The weekly update, I think, is scheduled for 7.40 tomorrow morning. It should be on on schedule. If Malcolm is traveling, well, then I don't know about it yet. Yoni, do you know anything about it? No, not yet. All right, so we're going to assume right now now that the weekly update is on at 7.40 tomorrow morning at the conclusion at the conclusion of JM and the AM. Join Naomi for a brand new edition of Table for Two. If you have not yet bought her new cookbook, Perfect for Pesach, it is everywhere. You can buy it on Amazon. It was a top-selling kosher cookbook available on Amazon. Um, if you did not see that, it was up there. And also, if you got the new Joy of Kosher magazine, um, you can see a number of ads for it in there as well. So don't miss that. If you haven't bought it, Buy it. Matze Shabbos, we have Saturday Night Seagull with Avrami. Sunday morning, Matis, starting at 7 a.m. Eastern time, of course, is J.M. Sunday. Don't miss a moment of our programming. We're going to close here with Rainbows and Crystals. Again, that's track three off of Sarah Duke's album, Life Sometimes. Isn't that nice? We'll let it play. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. <laughs>